Is Congress overstepping its role by attaching a timetable for withdrawing troops from Iraq to a military funding bill? And did the 2006 election sound the death knell for conservatism? We'll discuss it with our special in-studio guest, former House Majority Leader Tom DeLay. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. Members of Congress need to stop making political statements and start providing vital funds for our troops. That's President Bush. Do you agree with him or Nancy Pelosi? Calm down with the threats. There's a new Congress in town. We respect your constitutional role. We want you to respect ours. All right. Who's in charge of the war effort? The president, the commander-in-chief, or the Congress? We're going to talk about it today with the former majority leader of the Congress of the House of Representatives, Tom DeLay. He's going to be here in just a few minutes. He's on the way. Do not miss this interview. We're going to talk to him about whether or not President Bush is a true conservative. Tom DeLay has just written a book called No Retreat. No Surrender, filled with all kinds of fascinating information about his Christian conversion, about the Christian worldview and its relationship to politics. You don't want to miss it. But, Penna, what's happening today around the world? I think I'll also ask him about what he thinks about that new Congress that is in town that Nancy Pelosi refers to. Uh, The story uh, of the uh, British sailors that have been taken captive uh, by Iran continues. And, of course, their videos are being paraded across the world. Uh, But the one woman, uh, they say they're going to release her tomorrow. She is British sailor Faye Turney, uh, one of the 15 being held. And she said on a video broadcast on Iranian state-run TV that British ships did cross into Iranian territory. Obviously, we trespassed into their waters. Uh, This is the letter she wrote to her mom and her dad. And part of that letter, she said, we were out in the boats when we were arrested by Iranian forces. We had apparently gone into Iranian waters. I wish we hadn't, because then we'd be home with you all right now. You wonder if that was a forced confession. Here we go again. I mean, we saw Saddam Hussein use photo ops with hostages. We've seen the terrorists sort of force these confessions. It's kind of pathetic. It's kind of pitiful that the Iranians think this kind of a trick will work. Really? Now, British Prime Minister Tony Blair is talking about it, speaking in the House of Commons. He said these 15 sailors 
were sensible in not putting up a fight when they were captured. If they had engaged in military combat at that stage, there would undoubtedly have been severe loss of life. Some people criticizing them for not doing so. Now, uh, Tony Blair continued telling the House of Commons that uh, there is uh, going to be some action taken. In fact, it's a uh, time for a new phase of dealing with Iran. It is now time to ratchet up the diplomatic and international pressure. And you have to wonder what that will be. Uh, We talked a little bit about uh, some ideas with Frank Gaffney yesterday uh, having to do with economic pressure. British Foreign Secretary Margaret Beckett, also speaking to the House of Commons, said Britain is now in a new phase of diplomacy with Iran. We need to focus all our bilateral efforts during this phase on the resolution of this issue. We will therefore be imposing a freeze on all other official bilateral business with Iran until this situation is resolved. Probably a good idea. Uh, Beckett also saying that uh, bilateral talks with Iran on all these other issues, actually, again, saying that these uh, have been frozen. No one should be in any doubt about the seriousness with which we we regard these events. The seriousness. What does she mean there? I think she means that after diplomacy fails... They're going to look at military options, Pena, whether it be a rescue, a surgical strike force, a tactical bombing run. And uh, I think uh, it's very possible if that begins, we'll also see the U.S. come alongside, and we may indeed take out these nuclear facilities. We'll be watching. We'll be waiting. But coming up in just a moment, they call him the hammer. Tom DeLay, former majority leader of the House of Representatives, going to be in studio in just a few moments. We'll talk to him about President Bush. Is President Bush really a conservative? Tom DeLay making a surprising statements about that. We'll also talk about the Christian worldview and how it should inform our politics. And we'll talk about his own evangelical Christian conversion coming right up. Well, it's a great book. I read it last night. Uh, It's called No Retreat, No Surrender, One American's Fight. And uh, when I look at Tom DeLay, I see a man who is a fighter. And, you know, they called him the hammer, and we're going to ask him about that name. Uh, I think some people think that's a pejorative, but I look at it as something that's a positive because he would never back down. He found the best way to get something done when he was in Congress, and he got it done. Uh, And his values were conservative values and are conservative conservative values. He continues to fight for those values now that he's out of Congress. But there as um, Majority Whip, who is the person who counts the votes and gets the members of his party into into line, and then as majority leader in the House of Representatives, he figured out the best way to get things done, and he did it, and his enemies ended up taking him out. Oh, we need him on Washington in Washington now. We need him on Capitol Hill. Tom DeLay would uh, be helpful right now because... The Senate and the Congress are trying to force a troop withdrawal based upon arbitrary dates. And I want us to go to some of that Senate debate yesterday and to date. Here is Senator Joe Lieberman, an independent Democrat. He's saying setting the timeline, the big mistake. It would snatch defeat from the jaws of progress in Iraq today, progress that is critically important to our success in the larger war against terrorism. Okay, folks, you've heard of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Well, he says from the jaws of progress. And what he means by that is that the surge, the troop surge, which there were a lot of naysayers, but even General Petraeus now is saying that the troop surge seems to be working ahead of schedule, actually. So here we see this positive development, 
And is this the time to announce to the terrorists when we'll be pulling out? Is this the time to undermine the men on the field and the commander-in-chief? I don't think so. You know, one would think in listening to this that there are some members of Congress that really don't want us to win or be successful in Iraq, that this is totally political, and really what it's all about is hatred for or opposition to President Bush. If President Bush has a victory, which means uh, our troops have a victory and his vision for Iraq uh, comes to pass, uh, they were beginning to, I think, get a little bit gleeful that it wasn't. And uh, now that there's some the, some progress being made, we, we're hearing Petraeus, we're hearing General McCaffrey also making statements today about some of the positives that are taking place over there. You know, you pull out then, you pull, pull out when you just begin to see a sign of success. To me, that says that this whole thing is about posturing and it's political. But there's going to be a price to pay. And I want to go to Mitch, Mitch McConnell, senator from Kentucky, because he is warning that this will have it's not just political in U.S. terms. It's going to have a real consequence on the field. It's like sending a memo to our enemies that tell them to rest, refit and replan until the day we leave. All right. McConnell is warning us that if we announce a date to the terrorists, they're just going to lie low until we get ready to move out. And we're going to see a scene like we saw in Vietnam uh, with those choppers going off that embassy roof. Is that what you want to see again, America? I don't think so. Where is Tom DeLay when we need him? I'm not talking about this interview. I'm talking about <laughs> Tom DeLay on Capitol Hill because we need a man like him right now up there to lead the conservative charge. And here's uh, Senator Harry Reid, the Democrat from Nevada, and he's for this troop withdrawal. This emergency legislation before this body tonight will send a signal to our president that it's time for a new direction. Isn't it interesting? He calls it emergency, emergency legislation. What's the emergency? To send a signal. Well, it's going to send a signal to the terrorist that we're giving up, that we're throwing in the towel, that we're ready to cut and run. I think it's the wrong signal. And even though the president can veto this with a veto-proof majority, it's not good in terms of uh, PR for the terrorists to see us uh, cowering and to see our nation divided. We've got Senator Lindsey Graham. I think he's got a better view. It's saying you have no confidence in our military to deliver because the day you set that date, you're going to freeze political reconciliation. People are not going to do deals... Uh, the same way when they know America's going to leave at a certain date. Well, that's Senator Lindsey Graham. And as I said a moment, where is Tom DeLay when you need him? I'm talking about in this studio, but also on Capitol Hill. We need leaders like Tom DeLay up there now to support the president, to support the military. And I'm so glad to report that Tom DeLay has arrived. He heard that call. Representative DeLay. Hi. Welcome to Criswell College. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. We're so glad you're here. You have written this book, No Retreat, No Surrender, and uh, we're ready to talk about it. I'm ready to talk about it. All right. Well, look, we've been talking about what's happening in Iraq and Iran, and um, the Congress and the Senate are really putting pressure on the president and on the troops. They're, they're pushing this artificial date, this troop withdrawal. And um, I want you to listen. Let's go to Nancy Pelosi, actually. I want you to hear Nancy Pelosi. used to be the majority leader in the House of Representatives. And I want you to hear her say something about a change in the House. He says, I forbid, he told me, I forbid, I forbid accountability. I forbid 
additional assistance in health needs, meeting the health needs of our military and our veterans. That's Nancy Pelosi. Here she is again. Uh, listen to this. Calm down with the threats. There's a new Congress in town. We respect your constitutional role. We want you to respect ours. A new Congress in town. You were in the old Congress, and uh, we now have a new Congress. Do you believe this is a major mistake for the Congress and the Senate to try to force this sort of an artificial uh, troop withdrawal deadline? Major mistake. It's, it is absolutely undermining everything that we're trying to do in the war on terror. Uh, just the fact that this is not going to become law. They may come to some sort of headbutting, but in the end, the president's not going to allow it. He's going to veto the bill if it ever gets to him which I don't think it, it will because it won't get through the Senate. So what they're doing is they're sending a message to our troops that go ahead and and continue to put your lives on the line, but we're going to pull the, the rug right out from under you. It's a message to the, the uh, newly elected government of Iraq. Uh, we're going to leave you on your own to your own devices. Uh, look how many years it took for us to build this country. Mm. And they're they're trying to pull a country together and they're trying to pull people together and they need security badly and we're providing that. And worse than that, it emboldens our, our uh, enemies and which puts our soldiers in, in terrible danger. Um, so this, is, this is aiding and abetting the enemy. Mm. Uh, it is outright arrogance. It is absolute uh, abuse of power. Um, they wouldn't even let amendments to this bill uh, come to the floor. Um, it, it is abs- In four months, uh, Nancy Pelosi and her thugs in, in the um, House of Representatives have thrown everything out the window, and they have focused on their own narrow uh, liberal leftist uh, agenda. We're talking with Representative Tom DeLay, former Majority Leader of the House of Representatives in Congress from 84 to 2006. When we come back, we're going to talk about his new book, No Retreat, No Surrender. It's Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter. We're talking with Representative Tom DeLay. We'll talk about the Christian worldview and how that informs our view on abortion, on marriage. We'll talk about his evangelical conversion and how that changed his life. We'll also talk about some of the things you may have heard about Tom DeLay, and he's happy to talk about that. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College with Pennedexter. When we come back, more with Tom DeLay. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. 
Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture in the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with his word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Some of them believe that by delaying funding for our troops, they can force me to accept restrictions on our commanders that I believe would make withdrawal and defeat more likely. That's not going to happen. All right. President Bush is doing battle not just with al-Qaeda, not just with the Islamo-Terrorists, but right now he's doing battle with the Senate. He's doing battle with the Congress. Is that fair? Is that right? With us to talk about it in studio, Tom DeLay, Majority Leader, House of Representatives. He served from 1984 to 2006 in the House. Welcome back, Mr. Majority Leader. It's good to have you. We're excited about this new book, No Retreat, No Surrender. You're going to be signing this book at 7 p.m., Barnes & Noble at North Park Mall. I encourage our folks to get out, get the book, get it signed, and and to meet you. But uh, let me ask you, because you know the mechanics of funding uh, better than anyone in terms of the Congress. So the president can veto these measures, obviously, but isn't he going to run out of funding at a certain point uh, for this war if if uh, the Congress doesn't support him. Well, but that's what happens when you have the Democrats that are anti-war in charge. They did it in Vietnam. They did it when we were fighting the communists in Central America. They, they'll, they'll slowly starve you to death uh, to get what they want. They can either pass this bill and get what they want or they don't have to fund. Uh, they don't have to pass a bill, period, and we run out of money for for the troops. So that that is a drastic step, but that is a point. And the the other point too is this: as this drags on, if it drags on past April the fifteenth, then training is going to be cut back. Uh, tours are going to be extended uh, uh, in Iraq, uh, which is a horrible thing to do to families and to those soldiers that have been there for a year or more. Um, and and it's just going to slowly undermine their ability to accomplish their mission. Let's listen to John Murtha, a congressman, right now. We're going to make a difference with this bill. We're going to bring those troops home. We're going to start changing the direction of this great country. Does that sound like a great country speech to you? Not at all. It sounds like a surrender speech. Mm-hmm. He's even crying about surrendering. I, it's, it's, I, I just don't have the words to express how outraged I am mm-hmm. and what a national disgrace this is. Uh, and the American people have got to stand up and speak out, and they've got to contact their congressmen, even if they've written them off. Uh, you've got to speak out right now. This is the kind of information you'll find in this book, No Retreat, No Surrender, the book signing at 7 p.m., Barnes & Noble, North Park Mall. I hesitate to bring this up because we are so supportive of the president uh, as commander-in-chief here. We believe in that in terms of the Constitution and even the Bible, Romans chapter 13. And we've supported the president, his stand for human life and for marriage. 
But uh, we've had concerns before, you know, when uh, on immigration and on spending. And you write something in this book. I want to ask you. I'm going to read this sentence. I want you to respond to this. I see a picture here of you sitting at the White House with the president, his wife, and I think some of your family. And you say here, he may be compassionate. But he is certainly no conservative in the classic sense. I think some people might expect in this book that it's going to be all party line. But you say some things in this book that are very surprising, I think, maybe to some people. And you've said here, President Bush is not a conservative in the classic sense. Would you talk about that a little bit? Well, the the book is my testimony, but it's also a a history book about what uh, went on behind the scenes uh, during the 12 years that the Republicans were in the majority. Uh, and it's also a challenge to conservatives to uh, come back together, look at your principles, and then fight for those principles. And in that, I, I talk about everybody's strengths and weaknesses, my strengths and weaknesses, everybody. That in order to tell the story, you have to do that. In the case of the president, I also talk about how much I respect him right. and his fi- leadership in fighting the war. Uh, but he he called himself a compassionate conservative. Uh, it's not the spending; it's so much as expanding government uh, that I think most people are, are frustrated with. Uh, I don't agree with him on his take on education, for instance. He greatly increased uh, the three spending times in you document in the book three times the spending of the Clinton administration under President Bush for education. Isn't that right? That's exactly right. And, and that uh, and I voted against it. You have a conviction that education is a state and local issue. Primarily. Absolutely. Yes. There's no reason to have federal bureaucrats. And the Constitution doesn't allow federal bureaucrats to be involved in, in our, the education of our children. Uh, it is a local issue. Parents should be involved with their local ed, uh, school districts in, in designing the kind of education for their children. Uh, so we had those uh, those arguments, but I, I have to admit, it's a matter of degrees. He may not be the conservative in a classic sense, but he's certainly more conservative than uh, uh, John Kerry or Al Gore yes. or or Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> We're privileged to have as our guest in studio Tom DeLay, former House Majority Leader, and a lot of people look at you, Representative DeLay, as a hero of the conservative movement, and it's because you're a fighter, uh, and you fought a lot of battles. You fought a battle for uh, against liberalism, for conservatism, and because you were so successful in that battle, you've had to fight some personal battles, haven't you? Well, uh, there's a new strategy in town if you, there's a new congress in town there's a new strategy in town it's called criminalization of politics uh it, i witnessed it and felt it for 11 years uh, the democrats announced publicly they were going to get me uh, 12 years ago um, that they were going to demonize me that they were going to uh, uh, get me out of congress it took them 11 years to do it uh, but i had umpteen ethics charges filed against me, all frivolous and dismissed. I had a RICO suit filed against me, frivolous and dismissed. Uh, I'm now indicted uh, on laws that don't exist in Texas. Um, Yeah, uh, it it is a a new kind of politics that is so destructive uh, of our institutions, our electoral institution as well as the institutions of Congress. Um, the American people have got to demand that it stop. 
Well, you got to be there for 12 years and uh, working hard for conservative principles, conservative values. And, you know, where did you get the courage to keep going on in the midst of those attacks? The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Uh, I've, uh, I came to Christ about 20 years ago when I first came to Congress. And the story's in the book. But basically, uh, I, when I came to Congress, I was a self-centered jerk, uh, mm. egomaniac. Uh, I almost lost my marriage, almost lost my family. I, I missed the first 12 years of my daughter's life um, because I was so focused on me. A lot of drinking, a lot of uh, carousing and that kind of stuff. But there's a congressman from Virginia, Frank Wolf who has a ministry where he forces <laughs> freshmen, you don't tell a senior member no, to sit down and watch Dr. Dobson's uh, tape called Where's Dad? And uh, he came in and showed me that tape. And everything bad about dads that Dr. Dobson was talking about was me. And I broke down, and uh, long story short, I started going to Bible studies held by the Christian Embassy there in Washington, D.C., and I quietly came to Christ. And I've walked with him for now going on over 20 years, uh, and and he gives me the strength to, to endure. And it's, and it's sort of a ministry of my own with all the stuff that's happening to me uh, personally, this this vilification. The, the, they want to bankrupt you. They want to destroy your family. They want to put you in jail. I've been able to show the strength of Jesus uh, and to the extent that people come to me thinking, you know, they look at me and say, what's wrong with you? Uh, you ought to be, you know, sulking mm-hmm. in a corner. You ought to be losing all kinds of weight. You ought to be, you know, crying every every time somebody comes to you. But you, you're a, a tower of strength. There's that, a famous picture in your book. The, 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 uh, they thought, shot. They the, thought that would be a gotcha moment. But yeah. I think um, you look like you have the joy of the Lord there in that picture. Well, that's what I prayed for. And I, what I prayed right before they took that picture was, uh, let them see Jesus through me. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, from my side, I the thought pictures it was, in the book. I thought it. I thought it was the fakiest smile ever. But uh, you can see a little glow oh, coming through there. <laughs> well, this is Jerry Johnson live with Pennedexter. We're talking to Representative Tom Delay, former Majority Leader of the House of Representatives, and uh, you talked about your Christian conversion. But it's not just about conversion. Uh, it's about a way of life, a way of looking at the world. It's not just about Sunday morning and prayer in heaven and hell, but it's also about family. It's about economics. It's about national security. It's about politics, too. And in this book, I was reading it last night, you talk about the Christian worldview. That's a phrase we use here. And you talk about a world and life view. And you have a manifesto in here, sort of a conservative Christian manifesto. And I'd like for you to talk about how the Christian world and life view informs your political positions on human life, uh, on marriage, for instance. Well, while I was maturing in my faith, uh, I was I was absolutely starving for the Word of God, and uh, and I was reading everything that was put in front of me. And there was a book put in front of me called How Now Shall We Live? Oh, yeah. I tell about this in the book. Colson. Uh, by Chuck Colson. Uh, that just set me on fire. Yes. I mean, it just set me on fire. And it's a challenge. Yes. It's, it talks about worldview a lot. And, and it challenges you to think about what you believe 
and why you believe it. And then it challenges you to go out and, and exercise it. And I took that book. In fact, I taught it three times at my church. I um, uh, I got with Chuck Colson, and we, we would bring in for lecture series for members of Congress all the great minds that are still alive that he describes in his book. Um, and for years, I, I, I was constantly reaching out and gathering Christians and people of that worldview around me uh, to help us drive uh, the agenda that we had set out. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live with Penn and Dexter. We're talking to Tom DeLay, former majority leader, U.S. House of Representatives, one of the leaders of the conservative movement in U.S. politics for the last 20 years. When we come back, we're going to talk about what's going on in the Republican presidential race of 2008. What about Rudy? What about McCain? And what about the Democrats leading the House right now? It's Jerry Johnson Live. Tom DeLay will be right back. listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. The Democrats in the Senate and in the House are calling for retreat. They're setting a date, calling for withdrawal. But we've got a man in this studio who's written a book, No Retreat, No Surrender. That man is Tom DeLay, Majority Leader of the U.S. House of Representatives. In Congress from 1984 to 2006, he is signing this book tonight at Barnes & Noble, North Park Mall at 7 p.m. Get out there. Get out there now. Get in line. Get your book and be ready to meet him and to get that book signed. Welcome back, uh, Mr. Majority Leader. Thank you. Hey, let's, uh, you know, we were talking about President Bush and not so conservative on fiscal policy and growing government, but certainly defending human life, defending marriage. He's been right there solid and staunch with those Supreme Court appointments and vetoing the embryonic stem cell research uh, legislation. Which he was just, right there on Terry Schiavo. He was. And so he's been there. And compared to, you said compared to the alternative, I want you to listen here to um, John McCain, and I want you to respond to this. I think, uh, I think that gay marriage should be allowed if there's a ceremony kind of thing, if you want to call it that. I, I don't have any problem with that. Now, Rudy and McCain are at the top for the Republicans right now, or it seems like it. McCain seems to be losing some steam right now. And Rick Santorum came out today to say he thinks McCain is going to fade because the conservatives are not going to rally. What's your reaction to that soundbite? Do you think conservatives will support? Will conservatives support McCain? Well, first let me say that I'm very concerned that the national media is trying to protect, uh, uh, to uh, pick the front runners for the Republican Party. Uh, if you look at the polls that they say that Giuliani and McCain are frontrunners from, 50 to 60 percent of the people that are going to vote in the Republican primary are undecided. They're right. waiting like I am to, for a leader to emerge. So they are not the frontrunners. What is going on within the party and within the conservative movement is we're starting to look at ourselves again, a cleansing process. The debate has been joined within the movement. And and the conservatives better come out and express themselves wherever they can uh, in order to, to influence 
not only the next uh, nominee for president, but influence the party itself in, in its direction. There's a, there's a whole uh, opportunity here. Uh, and if we don't, then the more moderate members of the party, like the, a Giuliani or, or a, a uh, McCain will emerge. Now, let me ask you this, because you may be hesitant to endorse anybody today on this show, but what kind of person should we be thinking about? I mean, I hear about Fred Thompson. We know about Brownback. We know about Romney. Uh, we know about Huckabee. Uh, Newt's out there. We've had him on the program in the last three weeks. Uh, is there somebody that you feel really good about now, or you hear some stirring of the waters, and you think, you know, this could be the guy? No, it's way too early. It's way, way too early. We've got months for people to emerge. Everybody that you said is a good person and probably would make a good president, mm. but he's got to prove himself, As and in the coming months is the campaign where they can prove themselves. Uh, and people ought to show up where they where they are. Ask them the tough questions. Uh, it's it's like uh, Romney. Uh, Romney talking a good talk, but is he going to walk the walk? Mm. So he's got a few months to show in his actions that he has had a change of heart on the social issues. You know, conservatives are concerned about the flip-flopping issue, and they're also concerned about uh, the infidelities, the marital infidelities in some of the pasts of these guys, uh, maybe even more than one. Uh, what about that? How important in your mind is that uh, with regard to these candidates? Well, far be it for me <laughs> to uh, judge anybody about their past fid- infidelities, but uh, I, it's all in how you handle it. Yes. Uh, have you truly repented? Have you asked for forgiveness not only of your Lord but of the people that you've harmed? Uh, can you can you express that? Uh, are they truly? Do they truly have a repentant heart? Mm. And again, in the coming months, we're going to find out. Let's go to the other side. So we've we've compared President Bush with some of these Republicans, but actually, now I want to re- compare them with the Democrats, because sometimes looking at what the alternative might be informs us of the real choice and the real options. And the front runner right now is Hillary. Now, I want us to listen to some sound, and I want you to think about your book and the Christian worldview, and we're going to hear her on the war, on health care, and on oil profits. And I want you to talk about the conservative alternative. Here's Hillary Clinton on the war. If we in Congress don't end this war before January 2009 as president, I will. What is the fundamental difference between a conservative approach and this kind of approach? Well, she doesn't understand that we have an enemy and that we are truly at war, and her just cutting it off means that it puts us in, in more danger as, as a country and as a people. It's not a realistic view of this world. Not at all. And evil. Well, here she is, Hillary again, on health care. One of the goals that I will be presenting is health insurance for every child and universal health care for every American. That will be, you know, a very major part of my campaign. She tried that before. You think second time's a charm? What do you think? I undermine personal responsibility and, and you make people dependent on the government. Uh, it just destroys the very character of those people and, the dig- and their dignity. You're, uh, now, what you've just said, is not a, that's not so much a political answer. That is a, an answer about human nature. Mm-hmm. And really it flows from um, uh, the idea of a, a sinful nature that people might have and a selfish nature. And if they can get something for nothing, they will. We've got to give them a helping hand, not a handout. Let's hear Hillary Clinton on oil. 
The other day, the oil companies reported the highest profits in the history of the world. I want to take those profits and I want to put them into a strategic energy fund. Now, not taxing the profits. She says, I want to take the profits. Confiscating the profits. What is that? Well, it's, it's the socialist worldview. Uh, it's, it is... Uh, uh, it is humanism. It is man taking over and and making decisions as to what is right and what is wrong and who who wins and who loses. Uh, it is everything and uh, against what I believe in uh, and 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 who I am. So, um, you know, there there are conservative Democrats. I grew up in Texas. You couldn't even get elected dog catcher where I grew up unless you were a Democrat, and there was not a. Um, the general election was not an issue where I grew up. It was only the Democrat primary for mayor, for, you know, a sheriff and all of this. But, uh, I mean, we've got Lieberman on the war, and there are still some Southern conservative Democrats. I know that. But do you see – but we get accused here on this show. I'm just going to be frank sometimes of being pro-Republican. But we are critical of other Republicans sometimes. But do you see, though, the Democrat Party and the Republican Party right now in the main – uh, representing two different worldviews. Do you see Absolutely. that? Absolutely. That in, in fact, that's why you have such bitter partisanship right now. Uh, n- never in my adult life have I seen s- the two parties so so different, and in their worldview and in their approach to 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 life and and to government. There, there's very little in the middle. Very little in the middle, and uh, that's why you you see all this fighting and bickering that's going on. Frankly, I think that's healthy, and it's certainly healthy in the House of Representatives. I, I made it my farewell speech. I said, uh, without partisanship, you have tyranny. Uh, it's better to fight these fights in the, in the, on the floor of the House of Representatives than out in the streets. So uh, I welcome partisanship. I don't welcome criti- uh, criminalization of politics, mm-hmm. which has given partisanship a, a bad name. Um, but we need to actively pursue our, our, our worldviews as they relate to, to politics and to government. One of the things I noticed in uh, this fascinating book, and I might add it is, it's a great book, is that uh, one of the things that you did uh, as a student was read the two platforms, the Republican platform, the Democrat platform. Actually, I recommend that for everyone who's about to vote, that they do that. But, you know, when we look at this election in 2006 where the Republicans really took a beating, is that a signal to you that uh, conservatism and conservative ideas are in trouble? No. I, I, I am totally convinced that the American people are by and large conservative. Uh, and it, it's, up, it's the responsibility of the parties to articulate where they want to take the country. And then the, the people uh, uh, make their decision. I think where we failed as Republican elected officials is m- – by in the main communications, we didn't communicate our achievements over the last twelve years, which I talk about in the book. We didn't communicate a vision for the future. We didn't communicate an agenda for the future. And I lay out an agenda in the book that we can rally around. Um, and and then you and we were fractured and you disunited and everything. And then you look at the Democrats; they were totally united. They had put together the most powerful political coalition that I've ever witnessed over the last five or six years, and they used it in the election. And by the way, it's, it's Hillary's coalition, 
And I say that if the conservatives don't get their act together and unite around an agenda for the future, Hillary Clinton will be the next president. This book is fascinating, folks. I want you to go by Barnes & Noble, 7 o'clock, North Park Mall. No retreat, no surrender. One American's Fight, Tom DeLay, former Majority Leader, House of Representatives, all kinds of great uh, information. For instance, here's a chapter, Ten Liberal Lies You've Heard About Me. And I was very interested to see, point by point, Tom DeLay respond to accusations. The Hammer. I just think he was effective. That's They just resented the fact he was effective and he believed in something and he stood for something. Hey, last question. Any chance of you believe you're pretty good at this uh, being a political pundit on a major network? You oh, want to break some news that. today, make an announcement. I'm putting today? together organizations and stuff, but you, you can rally right now and and get me on the the New York Times bestseller list and make their life miserable and knock off Barack Obama's book, Jimmy Carter's book, <laughs> and two anti God books. Well, there's a great conservative manifesto here for Christian activism, conservative activism in government, in culture. Thank you so much for being with us, Tom DeLay. God bless you. Great to be with you. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with his word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Calm down with the threats. There's a new Congress in town. We respect your constitutional role. We want you to respect ours. Well, that's Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, a new Congress in town. We just heard from the old Congress. We heard from Tom DeLay, former majority leader of the House of Representatives. He's going to be over at North Park Mall at 7 o'clock, the Barnes & Noble. You can get your book signed, No Retreat, No Surrender. But here's my question. Nancy Pelosi says, a new Congress in town. Do you prefer the new Congress or the old Congress? Do you have heard what you heard for the last 30, 40 minutes uh, over what you've been hearing the last few days in terms of the president not being supported, the soldiers not being supported in the war effort as we battle Islamo-terrorism. Here are a couple of sound bites from Tom DeLay's book. Um, he says, I believe there is a God, and because this is true, there is absolute moral truth. You know, I think there is a a kind of a politician out there, Pena, who says there's no such thing as absolute truth. 
And there's another kind of politician that says there is such a mm-hmm. thing as absolute truth. And I think that will affect your position on human life, on marriage, and so forth. Now, the number, folks, is 800-881-9270. We want calls, reactions to this interview. Do you think this is just about partisan politics, or do you think there are principles here, conservative principles, Christian principles, pro-life principles? 800-881-9270, or email us, talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. You give us a call. What do you think, Penna? Well, you know, there are some things in Tom DeLay's life, and they're laid out in the book, was one of the things that makes it a really good book, that I saw as playing into uh, God really putting him in a position of leadership in the United States of America, because he grew up in Venezuela. And he actually, before he, his family left to come back to the U.S., he, they saw the revolution taking place there. And he saw what it was like to live under totalitarianism. So, you know, part of it, I think, was in reaction to that. Other things that went on to his life. But so he turned out to be the hammer. He turned out to be one who would implement a conservative agenda. Now, he was a conservative, and he is a conservative, but he has a gift, and that is he loves the process. He loves getting it done. And as we watch and him, you know, work as a whip, which that's the person that counts the votes and gets the uh, party into shape and voting for a certain agenda. And then as the leader of the majority in Congress, he knew how to get it done. And he got it done so many times. And that's why he was attacked so strongly and, and finally had to step down and leave the Congress. A lot of people say too soon. All right, we've got callers on the line. What do you think of Tom DeLay? 800-881-9270. Jane from Mesquite. Jane, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Thank you for taking my call. I really think a lot of Tom DeLay. I think he was a hard man. He stood for the truth, and uh, he believed in standing behind his faith. I'm really frightened for what's going on right now in Congress. I'm frightened about the candidates that are up for um, presidential candidates uh it scares me because if we get someone like hillary clinton involved i mean uh, her liberal ways and everything that's exactly what uh the his hezbollah and how do you say that yes hezbollah Hezbollah. Uh, i mean that's exactly what they want they want us to get in this uh weak way and say okay i'm gonna end the war well duh i mean this is what it's going to be till the end of time, I believe. We've got to stand up. We've got to stand strong. We've got to stand behind our, our servicemen. My goodness, how can they go over there and fight and give their lives and limbs and, and everything when we're sitting back here saying all of what we do? God bless their hearts. I mean, it's sad to me. It frightens me. Thank you so much, Jane. You know, some people might think that statement that Hezbollah or Al-Qaeda would want to see Hillary or Al-Qaeda elected. Here is the prime minister of Australia on who he thinks the terrorist would want to see elected. If I were running Al-Qaeda in Iraq, I would put a circle around March 2008 and uh, pray uh, as many times as possible for uh, a victory not only for Obama but also for the Democrats. For Obama. Obama. Yes, so Obama for the Democrats. Well, what do you think? We've got Jim on the line from Jacksboro. Jim, thank you so much for calling. You're on the air. Thank you. I would not want the Congress, uh, the former Congress. I wouldn't want this Congress. (laughs) I mean, the better Congress. Um, And uh, we have to remember that God who puts up the leaders in this world. And uh, that's that's the worldview that Christians need to have. And really, we don't need to be afraid. Uh, we need to do our part, 
because we we get what we deserve, mm. so to speak. But uh, we we need to put in uh, godly Christian people and uh, not be afraid because we know ultimately God is in control. We do know that uh, God is sovereign, and we do believe in God's providence. You know, uh, there's a balance there. I think um, Jesus said we're to be salt, we're to be light. Uh, in a representative democracy, if we're going to render under Caesar. Uh, this is government of, for, and by the people. And so we have representative government. And I think the Christian responsibility is harder in America than it would be in a totalitarian state where we just kind of bow or into monarchy. But in a Christian, um, in a representative democracy, Christians are responsible for government in a way that we do need to be, I think, not afraid, but exercised, passionate, and zealous to make sure that our government truly represents um, the people. And uh, sometimes um, corrupt people will elect corrupt politicians that will give them, um, you know, whatever they want. You know, if you're afraid of the future or afraid of a certain candidate, let that fear motivate you to action. Because as you said, Dr. Johnson, in this kind of a republic, a representative republic, Christians have a responsibility. Uh, they they just, if they sit back, they're not being good stewards of the responsibility and the privileges and the freedom that God has given. So it's it's really an opportunity to get involved and to have an impact and to place your imprint on the culture and the type of leader that we get. Okay, I'm looking at Tom DeLay's book right now. Here's a quote. It's about the Christian worldview. Because men are flawed or sinful, governments should be kept small, should be bound by contracts with people, known as constitutions, and should be checked by an internal system of balanced powers. One of the reasons we have divided government in America, limited government in America, is because we believe that um, those with absolute power will be corrupt, corrupted, and abuse that power, and uh, we believe that the sin nature is prone to just get out of control and go wild if left unchecked. And that's why this is a democratic republic. It's not a pure democracy. It's not mob rule in America. We're not for uh, a vote on everything at all times. There are limits. This is a republic. We have a constitution. And that's what I think some of these folks in Congress do not understand. The president is the commander-in-chief. They authorized this action of force. It's very hard once you authorize an action of force. You're in a de facto war. You've got a commander-in-chief. For then you to say, oh, wait a minute, we didn't mean to authorize that. Now we want to reverse that. You cannot do that when human lives are at stake. This is Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter. Tomorrow, Senator John Cornyn on the Iraq withdrawal vote. Go see Tom DeLay, Barnes & Noble, across from North Park Mall, 7 o'clock. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.